Rough Talk VR. Welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR, a weekly podcast with in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer interviews, and the latest Oculus Quest news. We join our hosts D Scruffles and Stratus2K1 today as they spend another episode breaking down and discussing the Oculus Quest virtual reality world. Hey, welcome to this episode of Rough Talk VR. It's Monday, so you know what that means. It's news time. Come on. And you know what? It's one of my favorite episodes of the week at this point. There's always so much happening, especially as we close up the year. New games dropping. We're just talking about squeezing in some game reviews before the end of the year that we got to before our award show. I don't feel as much pressure with the news as I do with the games. It's a different different level mm-hmm. of participation, I'll say. Yeah, although I will, my say, brain. I will say, I think we're overdue for a good interview or two. Yeah, you know, it's been a little bit, but we'll get to that. We that took soon. a little interview hiatus, but it's it's definitely time for one of those shortly soon. But today, sure. today is Monday morning news. So to kick it off, I'll be honest, it's not really like a news item because the game demo kind of came out a couple weeks ago. But I I want to start it off by giving a huge shout out to a game called Maestro. Maestro. Maestro, the masterclass. Yeah. You you tried it before me. Yes. And right now it's available on the Oculus Quest or MetaQuest App Lab store as like a probably like 20 minute demo. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could play it for 20 hours if you want. But yes. yeah, actual gameplay, 10, 10, 20 minutes tops. Yeah. Right now on, on App Lab, there's a tutorial, which is very well done. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a live concert that you can do. That yeah. probably you, you play an official song. maestro standing up in front of a full orchestra with, you know, all the instruments and... You have a full packed, mm-hmm. true opera house type setting. But the song you do is probably like only three to four minutes. So yeah. between the whole tutorial and that one song, which like you said, you could keep replaying that one song. Yeah, over they'll let over you again. keep doing the, like how to be a maestro tutorial mm-hmm. where they have more than just one song. So. Yeah. When you load in, there's only the option of how to do the master class is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And then after you beat that, then you have the option to either do the master class again. Like you said, do that infinite amount of times, or you can go right into playing the concert there's an option right underneath that but the tutorial is so well done in it i mean the dude the game is absolutely polished to the gills yeah it's i mean i I definitely want to give a shout out it's made by developers and published by double jack i mean just this demo this 15 20 minute demo it's got a 4.9 overall on the app lab store how could it not with 155 ratings and 89 reviews for a free Free, yeah. not just for a demo mm-hmm. yeah and it seems like it's out on steam for what do you say like 30 bucks yeah i think 29 something yeah so it's it seems like you can get the full game on pc vr but I'm it's so coming jelly. yeah you, you were telling me this is a day one buy oh for no the the minute the second that it's available on the east coast mm-hmm. i will own it well i mean like you load into the game and it's hand tracking based so they're like put down those controllers baby yeah you ain't using them nope they they say you can either do it hands-free, or if you want, you can hold some sort of stick in your hand, you know, uh, a, a spoon. The, the maestro wand. Yeah, I used a pen in my hand, I won't lie. I'm actually shocked you didn't use the magic wand you have from your costume. From, yeah, I just didn't want to dig it up. It's in my bit, garage right now. Cause it's I'm, for, yeah, cause and I'm, I could totally see getting a real maestro wand mm-hmm. when the whole game comes out to actually have the... That's what they should do, is sell a limited edition. Yeah, if I didn't want to just hop right into playing, I would have went and, and dug that wand out. I did not use anything in my hand. Yeah. I just did, uh, you know, my hands closed. But the the tutorial starts, and, you know, even on the home screen, it kind of talk. there's like a news article right there that kind of references what you're going to go through 
in the tutorial, but you you're load the it. new maestro in town. Yes, there's a the guy's holding auditions, so mm-hmm. you go there, and then he teaches you, you know step by step each gameplay element. It starts with because it's a rhythm game, rhythm game. So it starts with you know he teaches you how to move your hand, you know, in the direction that the arrows are coming, which is one thing, and then you know you learn like pointing at people. There will be like this circle that comes around them, and it closes, and you have to point with your finger, and it's like their solo moment. Uh, you know you. You learn how to do like raising the notes higher, lowering them, uh, keeping them going with your hand open. Then you close your hand when the, the bar hits off, a circle. Yeah. yeah. So there's a bunch of different stuff and they teach you it kind of element by element. And then at the end, you do the whole concert and well, not the whole concert. You do a song. You do with a song. A song with all of those gameplay elements. And then you get a final grade from your performance in the song. star ratings. Yeah. I was pretty star ratings. I was proud of myself. I thought I was going to get a three or four stars. Got five <laughs> stars on my first time. I was so excited. No, the demo is very forgiving when you're conducting the orchestra. And um, if you start making mistakes, like to a bad point, the orchestra will stop. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like all the instruments will stop and maybe you'll hear a couple of strings going. <laughs> and then I actually heard a guy in the audience. This is what I heard. <laughs> like, you know, you're choking. <laughs> It's no. funny, but then it just picks back up. But even screwing around with that, I've got a four star. So I was like, okay, they're just being very, very forgiving for the demo purpose. And in the tutorial, it's like right off the top, the composer guy, whoever's who's ever hosting the audition, uh, you see him and you're like, damn, the character models are so good. And then you see the rest of the people playing instruments when you see the crowd. Some of I think some of the best graphics I've seen on the Quest Two for character models. Yeah, if someone was asking me to rate the the graphics on like current, I'd give it a twenty, mm-hmm. a twenty out of twenty. It was like for sure, really well done. And even in the tutorial, there's kind of a story that goes along with the tutorial. Not a tutorial, not a story fully, but there's a lot of character interaction, a lot of dialogue. They did a great job making the tutorial engaging. Oh, I am I am stoked for day one. Mm-hmm. Right now, as it stands, I have nothing bad to say. I was dying to try it anyways, but I will say, I, um, it, like you were mentioning, like they tell you, you know, how to move your wand around. Mm-hmm. They give you technically, I'm thinking the way it's supposed to be done. Like if you're a maestro, like the up, down, left, mm-hmm. right, you'll notice like it's, you just don't jerk it top, bottom, left, right. There's like a flow that goes with it. Mm-hmm. They even say like, hey, if there's four notes coming, like this is the best yeah, way this to is flow the way from note to note. So I was like, shit, I bet you that's really what they had to do. But mm-hmm. then it got me thinking like, wow, I always thought being a conductor was just literally like, I don't know how you get the fucking job, but you stand up there, they put a little stick in your hand and you go, everyone quiet, please. And then you start because you're controlling the Yeah, I had no idea that. There was so much involved, and I'm sure there's even more. Mm-hmm. Plus the whole presence, or the fact that you're like on stage with your back turned to like two thousand people. Oh, you better believe I got into character. Like when they opened up the curtain, and the whole crowd was there. I'm turning around, I'm waving, I'm like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go." When I got the five stars, I was clapping my hands. I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> I was telling everyone, I was doing. Uh, I had both my hands in the air, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Everyone, be quiet." <laughs> Maestro is in the house. The show is beginning. And then it has you tap your mm-hmm. your little orchestra podium. They also have the notes that are like, you got to like use both of your hands coming down yeah. or it comes diagonal. 
you know, the yellow ones. Yeah. So the regular so ones you, are, are white. Two-handed or mm-hmm. just open-handed. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was so much fun. By the end, when I was doing the, the, the concert or the, the song, it was so fun doing all the different arrows and pointing, raising my hands. It yeah. was, it was, I did a it blast. a bunch of times just cause I'm like, all right. I didn't know how far it was really going to go mm-hmm. for the, the free experience. Mm-hmm. And I won't lie. At first, when I saw the get on my button, I was like, oh shit, this is great. But it's only 20 minutes. Yeah. But I'll pay it. I'll buy it today. The full experience. Like I, I'm a little concerned of the, the $30 price tag we might see, but well, it won't be the first Apple app game to drop a $30 price tag. I'm sure somebody who's played it on steam can, can tell me, but I'm curious if it's going to be like a full campaign. Like, you know how the tutorial is with the dialogue and everything like that. I wonder if there's going to be a mode that's more of that, or if it's literally just going to be, Pick songs. I have no idea what they're going to do for the, the Oculus. Oh, I'm just, was, I'm excited. And so I, would, I would tell people now, if you haven't tried it, try it. You know, wet your whistle with becoming a, a maestro. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, gear up for the launch. Yeah, and I don't think I've seen it, anybody say a single bad thing yet. No. Those, what can you say? It's it free. so much fun. The graphics are, are absolutely amazing. Great the use of hand tracking. The gameplay is freaking cool. They... And we always talk about like saturated markets and rhythm games is a pretty heavily saturated market. I but say that all the time. They did. <laughs> they're able to have you do a rhythm game, but kind of like make it unique. Definitely its own thing. Mm-hmm. I've never played a rhythm game where I'm my left hand is controlling, and it's no easy deal because you'll be doing shit with your left hand to different sections of the orchestra. And then those notes are coming that you have to wand with your right hand. So to me, this I'm all over this. This and unplugged are in their own category of rhythm games. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's you cool can't to even see compare another, them. you know, hand tracking only rhythm game. Mm-hmm. Not doing the so. same instruments that everybody else does. Nobody's done a composer yet. Nobody's done a, a, a you know a maestro. Nope. So ooh, I'm excited. Been keep another ears open for this. Another thing you sent me was, you know a VR documentary. They're very short. It's a three-part series. I'd say uh, like 30 minutes for all of them, maybe mm-hmm. 45 I think, tops. I think one's 12 minutes, one's 13 minutes, and one the other one's 13 minutes. Yeah. Um. So it's really not that long, but it's made by a production company or a documentary, VR documentary company named Targo. Mm-hmm. They've done a couple other ones, like they did that Remembering 9-11 yes. documentary. Which I think they took a little criticism from a a, a group of people about just because of the nature of the whole, but you know, but I'm whatever. pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the documentary was like following a survivor. Of yeah. It. So I, what, are, what think, are you going to criticize about that? It's, it was just the fact that people were, because it, 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 it was, it was people who didn't see it, who were making an opinion based on just what they saw and didn't like the idea that that's what they did. Yeah. When I, when it first came out, I saw some people saying, thinking that it was without even looking into it all, they were, exactly. thinking, they were thinking that it was like a VR recreation <laughs> yeah. of the being in the towers, it getting yeah. hit. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's a documentary about if you just, people if you actually in, read the description, yeah. it, it kind of gets you to want to see it. But Targo, they're, they're a very good. Emmy nominated. Emmy nominated, nominated yes. studio. So but this one's called Behind the Dish. Like I said, three part series, all about food. And I'm a big foodie. I love food shows. Cooked, all the you know, if a new one's dropping Hell on yeah. Netflix, anything, I'm I love food shows. Um, I'm big foodie. So the three episodes are called A Twisted Soul. The other one's the Starred Chef, and the third one's the Sushi Master. I don't know if they're supposed to be watched in a specific order, but I watched them in the order of a Twisted Soul, then the Sushi One, then the Starred Chef. 
I watched the starred chef first, the sushi master, and then a twisted soul last. Wow. That's how it showed up in my... For me, it was the opposite. Yeah. That's how I just watched it in the order that they showed up. But I, I don't think it really matters how. No. But they're not intertwined. <laughs> no. And each one kind of follows a different, what I would call culinary master in their respective field. You know, one. Gastro- gastronomy experts is what they're. Right. One's a, a, a girl who runs a, a soul food restaurant that looks so freaking good. The other one's a girl who runs a, a sushi restaurant. And then the third one's a six star Michelin chef. She has two different three-star restaurants, which anybody who knows Michelin stars to get two different restaurants be three stars is insane. Well, yeah, because the standards, I mean, so many chefs could be a Michelin star Mm -hmm. chef, but to maintain that standard and then to have to want to do that Mm -hmm. is like, it's a whole new level of being a chef that like, I personally feel you lose a lot of liberties because you have to adhere to specific standards, Yeah, but to achieve that. Dude, six mm-hmm. freaking Michelin stars. Well, that does kind of prove a little thing that uh, the main criticism I've heard people have of Michelin stars, because again, I'm a bit big foodie, mm-hmm. is that they have a very big bias towards French cuisine. And then in comes the <laughs> the French chef, you know, and oh. she, she she nails all the Michelin stars. But they it seems like Michelin really likes that small plate style. Well, and it's you know, it's one thing to get a, a Michelin star in a male dominated industry, but it's no to secret. Get six. It's no secret yeah. that they, you know, they really lay heavy on the fact that there's not as many women chefs getting the notoriety that they deserve mm-hmm. in the food industry. So for her to not only get one, one Michelin six. star, but then be given the three and then get three more is like I mean, on, on paper, it, it it's, I'm telling you, I got the feels from mm-hmm. each one of these, not to the point where I was like, oh, I'm crying, mm-hmm. but just the stories, mm-hmm. their life stories of where they were to how they got to where they are. Like the soul food one. Same with this. Every single, yeah, one, every single one. Yeah. Hit me the same way mm-hmm. for their own individual reason yep. that I walked away from it saying, oh my God, this is like. This is the emotional food journey mm-hmm. I never knew I needed to personally go on or hear, mm-hmm. but it's it's freaking fantastic, dude. The stories alone are compelling. The video aspect of it, of yeah. their their three D VR macro photography is uh, the right. only thing missing was the price tags of the dishes, right? And I don't want to give spoilers on the story. Like the only reason no. I mentioned the six star no. aspect of the it's in the their description. Star. Yeah, and it says it in the first like ten yeah. seconds, but I don't want to give like a breakdown of why each one of these stories were so good. But they're mm. only twelve or thirteen minutes; it goes by so quick, it's, so it's a very easy watch. Watch, and they kind of all follow the same format, where like it'll give you an introduction of the person, and then they pick some like local ingredient. And they they show you where they get their ingredients for the restaurant, and then they give you kind of where they're at now. And it's a really good format. I liked it a lot, and I agree the. Because there's kind of two different camera styles that happen in it. There's one that's, you know, your typical 3D camera. Or not 3D camera, I'm sorry, VR camera. The 360 where, you know, you can look all around. It's on a street. But then they also do, like you said, the almost photography. It's it's real what they're showing. Yeah. They're, but putting, their, they're putting signature dishes together right in front of your yeah. face. But, like, it might show, like, a guy cutting some sushi. Mm-hmm. You know, right there, and for and it, those are probably the highest quality images I've ever seen in a VR video. Those were some of the highest quality food images I've seen. Period. It was I amazing. Mean, 
I mean, Netflix does a great job with their food shows. They mm-hmm. really do. And especially like when they're doing their competitions and you see it, but I've never seen food that close in front of my face. Mm-hmm. Like you could almost like, you want to taste every one of those meals, especially the, um, Oh my God, the soul food. Yeah. Food. Seeing all the, every, oh man, I love soul food, but I do want to say, I believe, um, the soul food lady's name is Deborah Van Treese. I think she's in Atlanta, Atlanta, right? I think it's in Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would kinda, need to go back and even in the description, it doesn't tell you it's Atlanta, but I mean, she used to, well, I don't want to give away her story. Yeah. But and they're then, a good, um, very good watch. Helen, Helen oh, DeRose. It's, it's spelled fancy, but mm-hmm. I believe it's translated in our tongue, monkey tongue <laughs> to Helen. So I'll say Helen um, DeRose, who's the three star mm-hmm. or six star, we'll say. Dude, how bad do you want to go to her restaurant? Yeah. How much do you think it costs? That's the thing. I'm her, thinking. The oh, and then food. my my favorite name, Yumi Chiba mm-hmm. for the sushi chef. The one that I'd be most realistic to go to is the soul food one. Yeah, you know? I, dude, I'd go there. When I, I found out it was in Atlanta, I'm like, you know, I mean, international airports right there. You mm-hmm. could, and I'm like, really, you're going to fly to Atlanta for mm-hmm. soul food? But I would. Hey, there's jujitsu tournaments there if I'm ever in Atlanta. This lady's got place. an amazing story. And she, um, they all do. Yeah. But each each one of them actually emotionally touched me as well as compelled me with the food. It did make me yearn for the day that VR cameras are a little higher resolution. Not that anything in this was low quality either, but it was like just because of how high quality those those rendered images were in it. And it was like, ah. The day that VR cameras get even better and better, it's just going to become a, a better medium, you know? Yeah, there are some on the sides, I'd say. Like um, for the interview one with Helen there, when you're looking at her sitting mm-hmm. there, if you look to the sides as your eyes catch it, it's not as tight. Yeah. That's you can what, tell it was like, you know, the it was spliced together or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do want to give him a huge shout out. This is the dumbest thing, but I was like, this has so much potential right now. That I don't know why there's, and there probably is, someone can call me out on it, I'm fine. But they were able to take photographs and then 3D them. Mm-hmm. No, the way that it looked in No, VR. I'm saying like, so like, it, how cool would it be if like you could take, you know, photos of your family and throw them into the, you know, a VR app mm-hmm. and then be able to have them and see them in mm-hmm. 3D like they did. So I do want to give them huge props on, it would seem so simple and maybe it was to take a, an old photograph from 50 years ago and 3D it. But yeah, I, I was blown away by that. Yeah, no, so hats off to Targo, one of the best VR documentary production companies. You know, anything that has that Targo name going forward, I'm I'm giving a watch. That was very well done. Yeah, no, they, they give a shit about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage everybody to... And again, I'm... Especially I'm, if you love food. If you I was going to say I'm biased. I'm biased. I love this food stuff. But I, I mean, even if you don't, I think you'd enjoy the the stories mm-hmm. the stories were good yeah so you know now on to actual vr news that way we kind of gave the the shout out to two two little experiences that we, we've been enjoying throughout the week but well not for nothing they're both free so it's yeah not, it's not like we're telling people hey go spend money on no. this and, no it's like it's like know. really i mean i would I, I watched the build up to this coming too so it had me excited from the build up mm-hmm but uh, on to actual news, it seems that John Carmack, one of the most important figures, I would say, or influential figures in the whole Oculus, you know, origin story, has officially left Meta. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He seemed to, well, he said he, he you know, A, he's got his own startup. Mm-hmm. So he goes, I got to focus on that. Um, but he seemed a little 
critical of like what he would call bureaucracy, like inability to make changes. But Meta has like what sixty thousand employees. So I will even start my own thing where other people way down that food chain are going to say the very same thing. Well, if you ever grow to sixty thousand employees, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure it's so hard to make any change in a company that size that's publicly traded. Not easily. Yeah, I'm. I was. I was even joking with you off air. I was like, shit. Probably the only person that can honestly make a change is Mark Zuckerberg, and you're like, even that probably takes a couple weeks of meetings and Phone approvals calls, and Zoom meet or not Zoom. No, they wouldn't. Use, they'd use Portal. Yeah, <laughs> Portal and VR. Right, but you know, dude, I got fired in VR. I can only imagine the. Uh, like the hair pulling out feeling. He said that he was never able to stop a bad idea that he thought was bad before it happened. He's like, years later, it would come out that I was right, and then it would get changed, but I could never stop the damage from being done. You know what's funny about that is um, when I heard that, I was like, every company I think anybody's ever worked for has that same problem. (laughs) They've probably said to somebody like, hey, this is really not a good Mm -hmm. idea. And it turned out to be not a really good idea. Mm -hmm. But it's just showing you the levels of... Well, I mean, that shit happens at companies that are a couple hundred big. Mm-hmm. Imagine at a company that's tens of thousands. Yeah. that's If you can cut 11,000 people from your workforce and that's not even close to 50%, it's like you guys are so fucking big. Yeah, so, and there was a lot of outsourcing too. Yeah. So. No, so. and I mean, in my head, I envisioned after hearing like the word ecosystem so many times, it, it would almost make sense that it'll reach a point where anybody could leave or anybody could come, but it's self-sufficient. It's, it's moving in the direction that it's supposed to good, bad or indifferent with mistakes being made on the way. Well, and if we're going to be realistic too, his position has, you know, slowly lessened and lessened throughout the the years, you know, starting from being the CTO in Oculus when it was started to now it was kind of more of a consulting position. Mm-hmm. The writing was on the wall. He was slowly, Stepping away. Yeah, he was a little critical of Meta back in October. So it's like, you know, the writing was on the walls. I'm not the most surprised. That's how to keep your job. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, at least he left on his own terms. No, 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 no. And for all the right reasons for him, and, you know, I don't think it's going to hurt future work being done to Oculus. So, Mm -hmm. And he did say, hey, I think we will get there. He's like, Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of interesting that he goes, the Quest 2 is everything that I ever wanted to see in VR. It's standalone. It's good. He's like, I just think it took longer to get here than it should have. And he's like, to get where we want to go next is probably going to take longer. But we're there, you know? I was born in 1970. I didn't think in my lifetime I'd see what I'm seeing now. Mm -hmm. So he can kind of pound salt with that one. (laughs) Because in my head, we're like, I'm alive. I'm not 200 years old. You're using standalone VR. I'm using standalone VR. And now there's this big push from all these other companies because they're obviously seeing mm-hmm. cha-ching and are all trying to get into the market so i mean it has nowhere to go but up mm-hmm. even if even if at this point if for some weird reason monday morning meta's like we're all done with the oculus we're unplugging it fuck you all it, it's like everyone's already got that in their system so they're going to start fiending for i don't think it'll be pico though no i think the I vr think industry is, is, see is, pico is, is in america dude not with the recent talks about no you know just because they're owned by bite dance as well same people that own that's, that's a watch, TikTok. Kid. <laughs> now it's like bipartisan legislation passing through of like no should, gov- should we ban pass just we government ban- devices right now yeah but unanimous the, they passed it yeah there, there is there's legislation being proposed about banning any social media yes. from china or russia mm-hmm. but right now they they definitely have banned it on um 
government devices. Yeah. So which I, had me wondering anyways, if like you're working for the government, why do you have any, yeah. why would you have Instagram or Facebook yeah. on a government fucking cell phone? Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. But, if but they I, have to tell you not to do TikTok videos in the FBI, <laughs> there's a problem. I, I do think the fear of getting banned is why Pico hasn't, you know, made a push to a North America. Yeah, I think that they yeah. want to do it smart. They want to wait until that they know that they're not going to get freaking like, no. you know, news stories of. I think the door is closed. Yeah, we'll see. But <laughs> in other news, I mean, it's of new headsets. HTC Vive, who's been teasing their new headset coming. You know, sadly, it's Bradley. Bradley Lynch. He, le- he leaked some some details of it. They officially released, you know, their an actual like front render of the headset. Gave some details of it you know, about the the color pass-through, and it's going to be a Quest Pro and Pico 4 competitor. No price released, you know, some basic features announced, but it's going to be fully revealed and announced at CES this on January 5th. How much do you think it's going to be? I think if they want it to be a legit Quest Pro competitor, it has to be under the 1000 price tag. I, I think it's going to be 1999 Well, like 2000 Yeah. I think it's gonna be two thousand. Well, here's my thought when we were talking to Bradley. If it's two thousand, it's not gonna do. But remember, any he was saying like, market. even if they build it, they're not gonna order the amount of chips. Obviously, that these other companies would. He was so, talking about Valve for that. Oh, that's right. So, so how many see. headsets do you think they're gonna manufacture then? I don't know. HTC is an interesting company. I'd love to try this. And out. Do they build anything cheap? HTC's done a couple consumer friendly the last time i saw anything from them it was like you needed full room shit yeah they've done they've done some very big enterprise type things too that are that are expensive but uh it seems like this one's going to be standalone that's what they're saying and that it's going to be able to be connected to a pc for for (laughs) pc vr i don't know let's see me that seems like the easy part to me i feel like we just got a tease you know there's still so many questions about this the main thing is going to be price what's the price and how does it actually how much better than the quest 2 is it i'll, I'll say 18 i'll go down from two two seemed a little extreme but i'll say 18 i'm gonna guess seven to nine 9.99 really 7.99 to 9.99 that's a good deal if it's not if it's under 1000 then this is a legit competitor if it's the same price or more than the quest pro it's not a quest pro competitor it's not going to do anything to the market so it all it all really depends on the pricing about it, I feel. Yeah, it's going to be how they want to stance themselves as either we're part of that that same level or they're going to try to... I mean, because let's be honest, when when Sony comes out with a headset, it's not going to be 700 bucks. Well, or yeah. not not Sony. Um, Apple. Apple. Yeah, and but let's also be real. Look how quickly the industry is Sony's moving. Sony's already got a headset. Right, they're dropping that. Well, they already have PSVR, and then PSVR yep. 2 is coming out next year. But uh, how interesting, look how fast the, the industry changes that before October, the Quest 2 was what was on the line, you know, and since October, we've gotten three headsets in like a new generation almost between the Quest Pro, Pico 4, and now we're getting this HTC Vive one. Yeah. It's like, look how 23 fast is going to be neat. I yeah. just can't wait for the Quest 3. Yeah. So let's hurry up and hustle on that, boys. Right. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, I want to know what's. What's 2023 mean? Are we talking April? Are we talking December, like October, November? I'm guessing October. I'm hoping by March. I'm guessing we that... are confirmed locked in date. Okay, yeah, that I, I'm not expecting a release by Which, March. Well, let's be honest. If they did announce it in March, it would probably come out March second. Yeah, so realistically, we'll probably get an <laughs> announcement. You know, late September. Let me pre-order mid- now. 
I'll pay for it now. Mm-hmm. Let's go. But you know, I mean, I'm no fool. I know the shit's already done. But that's not how Meta's marketing goes. They go just like games. announce. Yeah, shit that's takes how they two do. Years. Don't don't fool me, dude. Yeah. It's like you already have one. But let no, me see it. That's why Meta do. They do that marketing strategy for their games and their hardware. No, they're good. When we announce the release date, it's two weeks from now, three weeks from now. It's mm-hmm. right around the corner. We're not going to announce the date, and it's six months from now. That's not how they roll. It's real interesting. So I'm excited for that headset, but uh, I got to give huge props to a game that we love, Golf Plus. Mm-hmm. You know, used to be Top Golf with Pro Putt. Now it's Golf Plus. They've always been so good at licensing. You know, getting official license course, getting partnerships like with Top Golf, with Pro Putt. You know, all that, all that stuff. But they re- they just announced that they have a PGA Tour partnership with new PGA Tours coming in or courses coming in 2023. That's freaking huge. You know, for a game that's striving to be like the most realistic, you know, golf sim, like the true to life one, mm-hmm. a PGA partnership is is next yeah, level for them. The, that'd be the holy grail. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be like a hockey game. What else are you gonna get? Yeah, you know, I they mean, won. They won. Can you go to the PPGA? No, there's only one. Mm-hmm. So, so that's huge for them. I'm I'm curious to see what that brings in 2023. Like, are you gonna? That game has done nothing but push forward. For what it's doing like they have blinders on and they are plowing and when we interviewed him he was even like this is the plans for the future and we were mm-hmm. like are you kidding me there's so much shit he wants to get done well even between you know the first you know we did two interviews with him mm-hmm. from the first interview to the second their company grew a lot still growing yeah it's and only well, getting better hey you got a pga tour partnership i'm sure that they're going to be hiring even more i'm sure the team's only going to grow get to They've He's gonna get to golf at like any golf course in the country or the world he wants. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome, dude. The the way this is going, pretty much every there's gonna be a day I think that every official PGA course is gonna be available in Golf Plus. At this rate, you know why not? It's ready. Since we're we're going to an event tonight, you and I. Mm-hmm. My cousin had mentioned a couple weeks ago that. I'll get a headset if they come out with a good golf game. They got two. They got and golf Tracy plus goes, and walkabout mini golf. Tracy goes, who doesn't even play? She goes, they have golf plus, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's that? So if the subject comes up tonight, mm-hmm. we'll just Plank. jump all over him oh, with yeah. the, the PGA. People love licensing. golf. People love golf. No, and his, um, yeah. I won't even say his, it's his company, but they've right from the get-go, out of the gate, they knew what they were doing. They They had a goal in mind. They knew where they were going with it. I actually think it's it's gotten bigger than anything we were told was going to happen to it. I think it's if if we had asked him where he thought it would be today, back the last time he interviewed, I don't think it would be no, this, no. They've gotten so many official license courses, and again, this they've gotten investors, and this PGA Tour partnership is just next level. So, just another example of great companies produce great product, mm-hmm. and obviously, <laughs> obviously, the PGA believes in it. Mm-hmm. And dude, I mean any. Anybody who even remotely plays golf, this is the perfect, like, oh, I can't play. It's winter. I mean, you're just, you're sold. The two biggest golf games, Golf Plus and Walkabout Mini Golf, their companies are like the two, some of the the two best business savvy VR development companies. Seeing these, you know, both of them are so good with licensing and everything. It's like, it's so interesting. The golf company is just slinging out here. For their niche, the Walkabout having all the licensing, totally different, but. For their niche, they're both geniuses with the license. Yeah, no, again, it's like the two t- the two top go- golf companies, some of the best business. Walkabout savvy. would never 
technically they never even needed it. If they just kept making their own original courses, I don't think it would have hurt them one bit. No, but I think for golf plus, I think the official licensing is essential. Uh, It's a game changer. There is another good golf game out there. We'll mm -hmm. talk about in the future. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have this type of branding, this type of licensing, official courses, anything like that, man, they got big props to golf plus. Um, you know, so geez, I feel like we talk about this company every other week, but resolution games, you know, they just had their showcase. So they, they showed some interesting news, you know, you know, one of which, you know, blasting is going free. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure at one point they had raised the price up to $20 from 10 and now it's free. I was thinking to myself, if, if VR if VR games were stocks, I would have been the one to buy it at $20. Um, but the game's going free to play. And if you had previously bought the game, they're giving you in-game stuff, you know, stuff to compensate for it. Which is which, fair enough, because we saw their studio just flat out yeah. kill their game. Yeah, so, you know, they probably looked at it. You know, they're probably going to add different monetization options, if I had to imagine. I mean, games got to make money somehow. But they probably looked at Ultimax, which they released as a free-to-play. And they were probably like, wow, free-to-play creates so much higher of a fan base or like player base, which sometimes I would go on to Blaston and I would not get real players. I would just get nothing but bots. So I think that they were like, all right, let's copy the model of Ultimax then. If that works, let's make Blaston free. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> who that, knows? that was interesting to see. But they also announced one of their fishing games, which hasn't had an update in a while. It's kind of like Cookout, just kind of established, you know, what else is there to do? Mm-hmm. They're adding multiplayer to bait, so that was pretty cool. But Demio, uh, their new adventure, Reign of Madness, is now playable. And with that news, in 2023, the game is rising. It's like or a it, good stock. Mm-hmm, to $40. So, Which for, I mean... Current players won't care. No, and it, to be honest with you, if you looked at the amount of content that was in it when it came out at its previous price, it was one map, dude. One map. So they've added what five and the original <laughs> list of characters. Yeah. So they've added so much content, you know. So I I understand it. It is a way more in depth game than it than it was. So Demio, I already own it. Doesn't hurt my feelings. Nope. I mean, and to be honest with you, Demio's on the the must own list of VR games. I would say it's like if you've been playing VR forever and you don't have Demio. You've been slacking. Like it, sh- it should be on your library already at this point. It's such a good one. Yeah, Single player, I multiplayer. I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll suffer just because of the amount of content that they currently have in it at the forty dollars price tag. I mean, part of me also says, well, if I was reviewing it today at forty dollars, would I be like not a twenty because it's a mm-hmm. little high? I mean, thirty nine ninety nine is that's not, the highest price on the Quest store. There's yeah, a couple I games mean, with it. You know, Re- Resident Evil. Iron we knew Man. it was coming though. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at this point, Demio's a premier enough game that I think that they can get away with it. And it's not like if they sold their maps, like their their extra maps and stuff at an extra price, you know, example, $3.99 a book, this would be a robbery price increase. But all the content in it is no, free. They've, they've given you more than enough. Mm-hmm. More than enough. So uh, you want to take a moment and uh, take a little message from the sponsors yeah. before we forget and go chitty chatting away? Sure. You know, we have a bad habit of... Uh, Getting carried away talking. So let's take a moment. You know, we'll get some some words from our sponsors, help keep the light on. In the meantime, you can go join our, our official subreddit, our official Discord. Like I like I keep saying it, every week it's it's more and more. Discord's popping, so definitely go in there. You can find the links for those right in our show notes, our episode description, and there you can also find, you know, how to support us on Patreon. So we'll be back with you in just a moment. We are excited to announce our newest Rough Talk VR podcast sponsor, 
VRList.xyz, a marketplace for VR talent that just launched April this year and already has over 100 members as of October. At VRList.xyz, they believe the metaverse will usher in new opportunities for all those who partake in it. With that, they asked a simple question. How can you find VR creators? Unhappy with the results they found, it was time to take things into their own hands. They've embarked on a journey to simplify how those looking for VR services can connect with those who supply them. VRList.xyz is an open marketplace for VR creators, instructors, entertainers, and proprietors to proudly showcase their talents and spaces to potential clients. And with already over 100 vendors listed, including Stratus and yours truly, VRList.xyz is quickly becoming the premier VR talent marketplace. Again, that's VRList.xyz to find the right VR talent for your needs. And we're back. So real quick before we continue on the news, there's a there's somebody that's been following our podcast for a while on Instagram. He goes by the name Gordian Keyforge, and it's been cool. I've been watching him go from like learning blacksmithing to actually being pretty damn good. Posts really cool videos. Yep. So I hit him up about, you know, a custom Rough Talk VR blade. So this is going to be our official unboxing blade. You know, obviously on podcast, you can't see it, but it's freaking You send us stuff and something, we're we're sticking it. Right? Oh my goodness. This thing's a killer. Dude, for unboxing, hey, look at the sheath on it. You know, that Mm -hmm. that nice leather. And look at this beast. Look at this beast. For unboxing... Or home defense. I'm just kidding. It's but, sharp yeah. too. Oh my goodness! It was it, things a beast. So big props to him. I just kind of wanted to give a, a shout out. If you want to go check out his stuff, it's Gordian Keyforge. That's G O R D I A N. You know. But you know, other than that, back to the news. Yeah, he'll uh, be on Forging Fire someday. Yeah, you, you were saying. I yeah, you, I'd sent him a message a while ago. I'm like, because he he had done something. I think he might have done a Damascus mm-hmm. blade that came out really nice and. um like shit. I mean, I don't know how much time he's spending on it. I'm sure he's not running a three hour clock to finish these, but his quality is good. No, and he he does a lot of VR content as well on some other yeah. pages. Obviously, that's how he came across us. So super cool guy. You know, thanks for the knife. That was that was freaking awesome. But back to Demio. Demio, besides raising their price and you know launching their new new map, they also in 2023 are bringing PvP to Demio, which will be fun. That'll be interesting. I'm always more of a co-op guy personally than like playing against you. I like to play with you. Yeah. But it does have a lot of potential, especially if, you know, I don't know fully how it's going to work, but if you could take teams of 2v2 or something like that, oh my goodness. <laughs> but real interested to see how this is going to gonna all unfold, but I'm definitely excited to see that drop in 2023. Mm-hmm. Big props to Resolution Games hosting their own, own well, they, showcase. They That's gangster. the point that they... They can totally do that. They don't need to piggyback. Well, they're a developer and publisher, so you know they have that that benefit. They but, put their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm, that's huge of them. So big props to to Resolution Games there. Um, you know another game that we loved when it dropped. I on I need to go back on my notes. It might have gotten a perfect score for me. Vermilion, the painting app. Yeah. The what I would call a, a Bob Ross style painting app. You know with you know great tutorial built in. The only thing that we had said. When we reviewed it, that would make the game even better was multiplayer. But we were like, oh, I fully understand if it doesn't happen. But now it happened. Multiplayer's out in Vermilion. Yeah, that that is a game changer. Literally. Yeah. Literally. We can paint in the same room together now. Mm-hmm. Do you know how freaking awesome that is? Well, I always envisioned like being able to have like a real artist 
host a. They could. A, 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 sure, you can. Yeah, you can. And have, you can even save your print and have it printed. <laughs> Man, Vermilion was so good. You know, anybody who hasn't checked out Vermilion yet, you know, go listen to our review of it. We even interviewed the the developer. That was a great interview too. Who, you know, he even gave us the the info that he was working on multiplayer, but said it was going to be a challenge. Didn't know how long it would take. Uh, didn't take game. too long. No, great game. <laughs> no, took a great game and made it greater. Mm-hmm. That was one of the ones that I could hear it in your voice, like in party chat while we were playing it. You were in love with it, just swirling the colors together, mm-hmm. making different different paintings. Don't be scared if you like you don't know how to paint. I don't know how to paint. I'm a terrible artist. They give you a amazing tutorial, step by step, and you're gonna have a good you're gonna have a good painting by the end. I promise you. Yeah. Even I if you don't know can't tell anything, you how many times I painted that damn scene too. Oh, it was so good. They did a great job teaching you different elements, the way the game works. So huge props to Vermilion adding the one feature that that we ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And now it's in the game. So whew, that was freaking awesome. So on uh the last piece of news for for this week, you know, we had talked the other week that Pop One Sandbox mode was dropping. Mm-hmm. We finally, you know, you checked it out. I did. I built a little map. Weren't the most impressed with the size of it? Correct. It's not the biggest play area. No. One bit, but it's, it's you know, hey, look, it still says it's early access on I, it. I set up a real quick, remember how I said, as soon as they mm-hmm. do this, I'm going to do like the old school Counter-Strike AK versus Cult. So, I mean, for that, it's perfect because you can have five on one side, five on the other. You got some protective barriers on both mm-hmm. sides. It's pistols only. You can set it to unlimited ammo so you don't ever have to worry about ammo drops mm-hmm. or any of that. No health potions, none of that shit. But it's not like a full first to battle fif- royal. First to 15 wins. Yeah, no. It's not the first, the whole battle royal sized map by any no. means. No, and I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. It's like the amount of <laughs> the amount of usage. Because I was looking at I mean, they give you it ton of different props to use they give you a ton of different actions that can be done pretty much all the elements of the game you can you can put on this map size but it's just not a big yeah but hey maybe one day it'll grow it's still like i said still says early access on there and this is kind of the first public release of it so really cool concept i'll probably still stick to public squad lobbies Mm -hmm. um but yeah great concept i'm comfortable enough I mean, because here's the thing. If you make, like, let's be honest. If I really put time in to make a map, do you not think I'm going to put a couple of things in there that nobody knows about? <laughs> Hello? So at some point, you're you're going to be playing these maps people make, and there's going to be shit in there that only a handful of people, and clans seem to be getting real huge with Pop 1, though. Oh, yeah, we were playing with one of our, our Discord members, uh, King Canuck, mm-hmm. and not our best night of playing pop one still a great time yeah i don't think i got a single kill we got smoked i got killed by nothing uh like level 60 then a 59 then a 61 so many clans there was one game where i got killed four times and your ass just kept running finding a safe spot reviving i'll give you a lot of props in pop one you're you're very good at hiding just getting the hell oh yeah dude i can hide (laughs) i can hide in front of you there was like that when we were playing there was a there was a time that you were getting hunted. Me and King Canuck got killed by... Yeah, they were, all three of them were hunting me hard. Mm-hmm. They and knew where I was. You literally squatted on a rock. Yeah. Like, in the open. But yep. I even hate saying it on air, because other people are going to start using it. Who cares? But Bones is such a good skin for hiding. He's so hard to find. 
I just squatted down on a rock, and they just flew right by you, all three of them, one by Looking one. Looking too, because mm-hmm. they were shooting rockets out in the where they thought I was. And mm-hmm. You can't mess with Bones hiding ability. No skin hides like him. You know, the only thing that tactical could- entrance one hundred and one is always check behind doors and shit. So mm-hmm. it's like it amazes me when I can get away with that stuff. Well, how many times have we survived? Because you know, both two partners got killed, and then one of us, because we both use Bone skin. Goes into like a top corner yeah. of a place or like hands, high, yeah, boom. You'll, just, guys. you'll see them all like looking around with their gun down there. It's it's the best. So, you know, great. Yeah. Pop one is weird right now though. Between between <laughs> we talked about last week, between the skin cost and like it seems like that, you know, there's still not any skill based matchmaking. Well, you know what's weird is you got all these clans, right? Who are taking it. You know, I'll say serious. I mean, some of them way too fucking serious. But there's, they become so critical of new players because I'll constantly see new players posting in in different groups. Like, you know, I don't know how to play the game. It's my first game, and and they're fucking yelling at me. And they're they're yeah. Know, that's there's not a the lot way of, it used to be. There's a lot of like um, elitism. Oh my god, dude! But it's like it's it, it's a fucking game. Right. Last I knew, there's no million dollar paychecks on on the, yeah. on the line here. So it's like it's cool you're getting clans and and gearing up, but show me where you're making the money to justify even needing that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that this and is then just... there's so much put down now of of like lower level players or people who have. This is my other beef. It's like we all have different play styles. There's no wrong play style in Pop One because you have walls that are going to come in and squeeze mm-hmm. you out. So even if you are camping, you're not going to get away with it very long because the zone's going to move. No, we have the survive until the but end mentality. People, Some oh, people don't like that. We'll get so critical unless you just go full guns ablazing. And out in the, the open. other people that are going to criticize those who come out full guns ablazing. And it's like just... I don't know. There's well, something that there's a dynamic that's changing with the community that I'm not necessarily on board with right now. Well, I think that it's partially because they don't have skill based matchmaking. So there's a good chance that you're going to get placed with these level 60s and 61s, which is the max level in the game. And, you know, they're in clans and they're all just, you know, taking it, like you said, way too serious. So, you know, versus if the level 20s to 30s you know, all got stuck together, it would make it, I think, that that would be a much more casual experience. When in, in the Counter Strike days, because we were in a clan and we did tournament play and all that stuff. It's like we'd go into public servers as more of individuals than groups. Like we're not going to go in a group of five into a public server mm-hmm. and try to play as a clan and take everyone out. That's ridiculous. A, we had our own server, mm-hmm. which we could lock. Yeah. You use that stuff as just practice. Go yeah. Play you'd never go into a public lobby and just. No. How often do you see those team. same three letters in front of Nowadays, all players? Yeah. Oh, that is people all over the message boards now like posting their stats and can i join your group and all this and i'm like no again this is cool but where's the money at it used to be a little bit more casual than it was than it is now definitely but i think it always had you know a fair amount of toxic toxicity that was acceptable whereas lately i'll just say it's been upped well again it needs skill-based matchmaking Mm -hmm. so those level 60s that are all in clans they can get stuck together my ass. Yeah, and then they'll get pissed because they're always playing good players, and that's the other thing. Is some of these guys oh, aren't good as player, good as they're... they're... If, if you're level 60 and you're getting killed by another level 60, shut up. Yeah. yeah, you, That's oh, yeah, who yeah. you should be playing against. But when or I the see, infamous, he's hacking. Mm-hmm. But you know, when there's like level <laughs> level fives that just started the other week and they're getting mowed by oh, level no, dude, 61s, get, that's not good. Get 
you were laughing last time when you were playing. Like, it's such a rough spot right now for a new player. Mm-hmm. But skill-based matchmaking, that's all they have to do, which for all the there's upgrades no way they done, have it. There's they, no um, way they have it. No, they uh, how? No, everyone knows they don't. Mm-hmm. But it's like for all the updates they've done and put time and money into and making their millions off of $20 skins now, um, they should give level-based. Yeah, skill-based matchmaking. I think mm-hmm. I think the player base is big enough for it. They already let you separate by a whole bunch of servers. You know, it's like regions. So if you're going to have like region selection, I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, it was a pretty good week of news, I'd say. You know, yeah. new headset coming next month at CES. The Resolution Game Showcase, you know. John Carmack leaving Meta is sad. Kiwi but, Design will be but, in the Vegas. So if you are yes. going, stop by Kiwi. Say yeah. hello. Mm-hmm. I Big props to Kiwi, our sponsor. They mm-hmm. seem to be teasing that they ha- they'll have quite the booth. It sounds like from the the photos I saw, it looks pretty massive. Yeah, Kiwi's a badass. Company. They're gonna have so much good shit there. I'm jealous. I'm so happy how quick, how early on into the podcast we got them as sponsor. I mean, let's be real. So we launched May or no June of 2021, and I think they became a sponsor in January of the next year or December. So yeah, it's like six months make, into the podcast, we got them a sponsor. I think that they're number one. You know, there's nobody else I'd rather have. So they make great products and they've always treated us well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say anything. I still use everything they've sent us. Well, before we ever started the podcast, we always said, like, any advertiser we have, we need to actually believe in it. Other, yeah, we I don't, don't care what just, we're talking about. It. Mm-hmm. We better believe in it. Mm-hmm. It better be good. Bet your ass my balls are shaved. So I feel <laughs> manscaped. <laughs> yep. <laughs> these manscaped nuts so i'll be I, wearing my watch tonight yep oh no no i'm not wearing a manscaped shirt i almost no. wore the we save balls shirt but it's like i feel very comfortable vinciro t- telling people vinciro i feel very comfortable telling people go to kiwi for your vr accessories like i know that they're gonna have a good well, experience. It, i've never told someone to go there and buy something that they were looking for um and have anybody send me a message and go eh, i really wish i didn't buy that mm-hmm their controller it's been grips quite the opposite. So their controller if, grips are still my no, sorry. I was gonna say uh, it's still my number one VR accessory by far. Their head trap's good too. Their charging head trap. Yeah, I haven't found anything I don't like. Mm-hmm. So that thing has saved my I'm life. jealous of what they're gonna have in Vegas. So if you're out there, yeah, definitely my, check them out. My my quest two battery is getting pretty weak. So that that charging head trap is kind of essential now. Otherwise our play sessions would be very small. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> Yours is worse than mine at this point. I'll hear you, you'll get the stealth shut off all the time. No no warning, or at least maybe you don't notice it. Oh, no, the battery like, pack from uh, the Kiwi built-in Save, one. Saves 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 yeah. our play say, sessions. As long as I keep it charged. Especially for the game that we're reviewing <laughs> on, on Wednesday, which seems to be a time sink for me. Last night we were playing it, you know, we were, t- we were going to talk about Gods of Gravity, a great game on App Lab. Um, interesting pricing structure, which we'll, we'll get to, but... This has happened to me every time I play it. Like I'll play it 30 minutes longer than I mean to because time just slips away. We finished last night and I was like, it's past midnight. I was like, how the hell did this even happen? Yeah. We'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. Time melts with me on that game. So I'm excited to talk about that and you know, plenty of good news this, this week. So, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate us five stars. Like I said, go check out the discord. It's a party over there. Join the official subreddit. Maybe even give us a little Christmas Patreon. You know, why not? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Check you out Wednesday with Gods of Gravity.